Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Men say preview show. We're back to look ahead to Saturday's game against Bristol City at the Stadium Light and look back at the victory at Queen's Park Rangers on Tuesday. I'm not in Richard Easterbrook's car, I'm in my kitchen and we have a few guests uh, this evening. Uh, we'll start with um, Richard, who is here. Hi, Richard. Hello, are you all right? Yes, you've had a nice day. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been all right. Yeah. I'm going to work with people like you, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, all the best. Thank <laughs> you. Hey, uh, James Ray. All right. Good evening. Yeah, I'm all right. Good evening. Nice to be back. Yeah, it's been a while, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Seems like you don't work with us. You haven't been invited on. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I have uh, kind of wanted to be in the car with you on the way to work. That, that would be quite, quite <laughs> yeah, a logistical bit challenge. Bit of a commute, to, to really, to yeah. pick you up. Yeah. Commute, to, commute to do a commute, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> seems just unnecessary, really. Um, would be great, though, that, if we just picked him up. <laughs> yeah, we'd be late for work. Just, but, yeah. just go by Liverpool. Be, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also joined by uh, former SFC goalkeeper and coach David Priest. Hello, how are Good we? Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for having me on. Ah, no, always welcome. Always welcome. Um, we were just saying before, the last pod you did with us on Thursday, Jim was on uh, as well, and it was in the middle of summer. And Jim is looking rather less sunburnt than he was on that occasion. <laughs> <laughs> My face is no longer melting. The, nice. the world's reddest man uh, on that one. But, uh, but yeah, he's back to normal. I think it has just taken this period of time to sort of cool down, really, because it was pretty much yeah. that bad. <laughs> pretty much, it's been a long, it's been a long ordeal, but I'm finally getting there. Just, just in time to do it all again. In the coming well, season. that's good, very good. Um, speaking of very good, we might as well get straight into uh, into Tuesday night. Um, I presume we all watched the game. I was there, but uh, you know, no one, no one really wants to hear from me. So. Um, David, did what did you the the performance? I thought was a, a, the sign of a side that's really, really hitting the stride. Um, particularly like the second half where they just killed the game off after the the penalty was a bit of a kick up the arse. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, obviously the uh, the, the penalty save from from Pata was uh, it was a pivotal moment in the in the mm. game because it was a period when when QBR were getting on top a little bit and forcing a bit of pressure. But apart from that 15, 20 minutes of the second half, the rest of it was was, was Sunderland. And, and it doesn't matter how uh, 
how well uh, an opposition's playing. When you're playing away from home in the championship, you you expect you're not expecting to have a, that much of the or as much as the players some did, and they just they looked like the home side, and it was it was QPR who were just sort of like trying to get their a foothold in the game, and but I, I, just the. What's really impressed me, especially in the last few weeks, watching watching the games, just being the relationships between all the forward players. It doesn't matter, you know, who's been playing. Whether there's been sort of some switches, some changes, tactical uh, switches, or just people just being rested. The understanding that some of the players have got together, like Sir Patrick Roberts and, uh, and Ahmed Diallo, just seem to be really on the same wavelength, and it's. For such a short space of time, it's been happening for a long time. Of course, it has during the season, but for them to form that kind of relationship within six months of being together, and some of them are obviously more recent than that, just think it's um, yeah, it's incredible the way they're playing. It's so like encouraging and unlike Sunderland of recent years that it doesn't seem to matter who. Who plays? You've just said it doesn't seem to matter who plays, and like you can go to places like keep. I know keep are not in the best run of firm, but you've left like Michu at home. He hasn't. He hasn't even travelled, and mm. the players that have come in, they've just done so seamlessly. It's like look, it's, look at the injured. I mean, the injured players are probably some of your most important. Well, you would at the start of season put on paper some of your most important players: Corey and Roscoe and, and, and Gucci yeah. on top, top of Embo as well. But um. Yeah, it's it's just been incredible to watch like, the, the way that they've performed. And it's, I think I think as well, it's like it's the the system that that we play going forward. It's kind of like it means that whether whether you're sort of directly contributing by scoring or assisting, or whether you're just interchanging and moving it around, it's like it's like it basically the way we the way we're playing and the players we've got because it, it's so interchangeable and so fast. It's like you've got, for example, Jack Clark. Gets two goals against QPR, but he hasn't actually scored or, or assisted really in the league for a while before that. But he's, you know, his mere presence in other games has allowed others to do that. And then Patrick Roberts has been on fire up to up until Tuesday, and then he doesn't directly contribute. But he, well, it's really to get assist actually. But what I'm basically saying, like the interchange, then Gelhart's come in. He's not directly scored, but again, he's, you know, he he he's he's kind of fitted in. You know, he had a couple of good chances. I think he just needs to sharpen up a bit, but. Um, yeah, the interchange and the way that sort of you know you can move, we we were able to move the ball so quickly, but also in kind of unexpected ways. Like, but you know, for, there was the chance in the first half where Bar did that little flick backwards, and then then Gelhart got in for the one on one. I think it was, and it was like just little things like that. And then it's con- it's constant. It was so hard for QPR, and you could tell by the end. I mean, some of the tackles they were putting in, they were clearly just in- incredibly frustrated. And they thought, well, the only way we're going to stop them is by basically trying to foul them. But even then, like Sirkin gets cleaned out in the in the you know just after he wins the ball for Clark's first goal, and we still score anyway. And it's like, yeah, I think that 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 you just mentioned there, the penalty save kind of changes the game. But then him riding that tackle yeah. and playing the ball inside, and then us scoring from that—that's killed the game. Like him being brave again. You know, for yeah. like after he just loved, he just loves his head off the line. It's amazing. I, I love it, mate. Like he, he, he must experience so much pain every game. Like he, he just gets clattered constantly, but he just seems to love it. And he does seem like, to quite that, enjoy it. Yeah, because that was that, like it was like a, you know, <laughs> he, 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 he was like a flying chess to win the ball, but he just gets completely wiped out. But he's already played the pass. And he's just, he's just up up straight away, and he's like celebrate art. It's just amazing. No, it's great. I think um, you just mentioned the wingers. Um, and like we we were saying about Clark before, and he hasn't directly been involved in any goals. And 
But there's a reason why, I guess, he's placed in the team. You look at uh, Manchester City, Richard, and you look at Jack Grealish, and there's a reason why Pep Guardiola picks him. He doesn't, if you look at his stats, they're not on paper. They're like, well, what is it? A few assists and a few goals, but there's a reason why he plays at Arsenal away and then he does come up with a goal. So, like these players, I guess, they aren't consistent in a way. No, no, they're not. It's, they are quite. Streaky. I don't. I didn't want to use the word streaky, but there. You've used there it we twice are. now. Yeah, uh, one sentence. So. Yeah. So I'll, I'll use again streaky, um, <laughs> and a false time streaky. So uh, <laughs> they're um yeah they are they are by the nature like inconsistent. But I think uh, what what I said on the pod on on Saturday about about me preferring Roberts to Clark. It's it was it was just on. It's just a vibe. It's not. I want. I, I want. Uh, Clark out the side because he's not very good. Because he, he, I said quite clearly, he pops up with a with an assist. He pops up with a goal. Um, there was a couple of a few games ago. I was I was slagging him off for not having a left foot. Then he put a left foot cross in, and I thought, well, I need to stop saying things. Basically, um, <laughs> well, we have so both been told this. To be yeah, <laughs> it's a good mantra for life. Just to stop saying things. Um, you know, and the, his performance on. On 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 Tuesday and you know his, his his performances in the cup against Fulham across across both games there it's just proven that he's that he is capable of coming up with with the goods at crucial times and I, I think on both sides of the park now you know with with Roberts finally getting getting into his groove as well and being given that game time that he deserves it's it you know they're they're, they're both kind of hitting the straps and it, there's nothing much you know there's nothing. There's no argument against getting rid of either of at the moment. I think both first names on the team sheet. It's 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 interesting you mentioned Grealish there, Matt, just quickly because I feel like he in the way he plays is kind of similar to Clark as well. I think it's like he's a constant like he might not always contribute. He's always like a threat. Just him being there, it's like yeah. him even if he's not even if he's on the ball, they have to watch him because if he gets the ball, there's always the chance he's good because he can beat like Clark. Clark has the beat and boots any fullback in the league as we've seen. So. He might not always do it, but him just being there means they have to watch him. Which well, there's two men on him after the pitch. Yeah, exactly. So then that's that's two men who aren't on other players. So you know, mm-hmm. frees up space. And you know, I think I think with with Clark as well, he's, he's obviously he's needed. He's needed that, and you could tell by his celebration that he was very much you know enjoying it. And oh, I loved a it. Release, a bit of a release for him as well because he'll know he's not been at his best, but he him him. But he's that good that him just being there for me. Is 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 almost enough, even if he's not contributing. And then when he does contribute, he kind of takes it up another yeah. notch because it, it, there's so much talent we have going forward that they can't always all be scoring all the time. It's going to go well, around them, isn't it? Well, yeah, and we've obviously we the, the forward uh, the forward talent and, and form is is amazing, and I think it's only fair that we look at the back um, from the goal. We'll start with the goalkeeper. We've got a goalkeeper. On David, um, it's about a year since he came back from Notts County. Um, the development in him, obviously, we talked in the summer about the role he played last season. The development in him in a year has been quite remarkable, really. The way he's grown into one of the probably one of the best keepers in the championship is it's incredible. Yeah, it is. But I think because he's been such a, a late developer, not not just physically but sort of mentally as well, that when he's got his chance now, he's certainly more than ready. He's more than prepared for 
for what he needs to to perform the championship and and of course that's um he's still a keep, he's still a young keeper and still relatively inexperienced but you mm-hmm. wouldn't notice that in the, the performances this season or towards the end of last season either and I think it's a lot of credit goes obviously goes to I've said this before a lot of credit goes to all the credit goes to to two people that's him uh, patting himself and to, to Mark Prudhoe um, the, the way that Prudhoe sort of, uh, Mark's uh, Mark Prudhoe's sort of fought from along the way and sort of and, and really guided him and been a real mentor for him I think it's it, it's given him a real security around sort of uh, his position at the club and especially now that where he's coming to the, into the first team and like you say, he's just flourishing and there's no surprise that, you know, you, it's not just paper talk about, you know, Premier League clubs, uh, you know, taking a look at him. Why wouldn't they take a look at him? Yeah. If you look at, if, if you look at I mean, Senny Dieng for for QBR last night, he's quite highly rated. I, I've quite liked him as a goalkeeper over the last few seasons and that, and I just think he's just a more, you know, he's a more solid, reliable goalkeeper than Senny Dieng. So that puts him, push him right at the top of the, yeah. the goalkeepers in the championship. I mean, Dieng was at the World Cup, wasn't he? With Senegal. Yeah. I mean, I know he didn't play, but the fact he's even made the squad. Um, and I think with Patterson as well, it's like, it's, how, why is he so good at saving penalties? Well, him, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, it was, has that always even, been a thing? Or not County? I saw video him saving one for them on loan. It's like I don't know. He seems to have a knack for it. Well, that, that's his forte. Shot stopping has always been his forte. It's it's never been. Um, that's the one thing that he's one outstanding attribute that's that's sort of gotten to where he is now. And I think that's that's part of it as well. And um, because of the way that he is, that he's calm and. You never see him making any, you know, he, do, he doesn't, he's not edgy or mm. or, or really yeah. stressed out in those situations. So what it does, it just means that his movements are later. And of course, um, Bar- him and Barks will be, uh, do the preparation like all goalkeepers do and that'll have come into it as well. But it is a lot to do to, the, to, to his calmness and that he's, he's making late movements when it comes to, 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 to penalty. So he's taking more information from the penalty taker as well. Like, so it's, yeah, it, it's... It's a great record he's got. Incredible save on Tuesday. He's volleyed that away. Really. Well, did, did that <laughs> go out the ground, Matt? Hey, did that go out the ground? <laughs> Nearly did. <laughs> so I was wondering, like, <laughs> look like it had. You'll hear a lot of people say that oh, he's just stuck out a leg or whatever. It, it's exactly the same as you save you make with your hands. So sort of. he's, mm. he's he's made it, took a decision to go that way, which. He thought uh, chair, uh, chair was going to go, and he's pulled at the centre. And he just, in the same as you do with your hands, he's he's went to save his feet. Yeah, he's, he's not accidental. Brilliant it's like, no, no. Because no, I, 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 I think a lot of the times, I'm sure you'll agree with this, David. Keepers don't get enough credit, do they? Sometimes for stuff like that. Because there's one thing I hate about what they say about goalkeepers is he's guessed right, because there's so yeah, much more. So much gone into it. Yeah. Guessing, it's not guessing. It's it's knowledge based on either the data that they've got in front of them from from penalties that they've. That, that have been faced before, or it's just, you know, the positioning of something as simple of, of, of how the how the striker even spots the ball. It's it, it's a it, technique it's, as well, you yeah, know. It's just a little it, bit of intuition, isn't it? If if you go in that way, then you you know you try to leave a trail and leg just in case something like that happens and and then he's reacted great to it to get the ball away. It's so about that. the timing of the dive, isn't it? So you've not gone too far. So you've yeah. still got enough. You know, it's it's and the amount of practice that goes into it. And then for someone who's I mean, I know obviously like in Outfield player terms, he's not that young, but I feel like obviously keepers tend to develop a little later, don't they? In terms of when they hit the peak, of it. I feel like he's he's pretty young for a keeper still. And yeah, he is like have, like to have this ability already is is really quite special. Yeah, it is, and it's it, 
it's just his whole demeanour and the way that he approaches things that there's no sort of... Um, sometimes you think, if you find a lot of goalkeepers, I was like that myself, you think too much about situations and, and in preparation for games and and it's not to say he doesn't think about his, his game at all because obviously he does. But he just... Thinks about it the right way. Yeah, he, yeah, he just he just doesn't let himself stress about the situation, yeah. and mm. and if and if yeah. he does, and if he does internally, then he, he never shows it because because he you know whether he, there'll be times maybe he comes for a cross, he doesn't get there, then the next action is just as as good as it would be if he never made that mistake. It doesn't he minimizes the the damage that it does. So yeah, I well, can see n- nothing phases him. I mean, we we saw him at Wembley, and like he come. You look at him at Wembley. He played about twenty games for us, and he's like playing in like the biggest game we've had for years. Just didn't took that in his stride. Arguably won the game with that save from Volks. Yeah, that was um, such a big save, such yeah. a big save. And then time. like, but like, don't you compare him to obviously not, not comparing him with Pickford and dig, like having a go at Pickford, but you compare him sometimes in big games. He's hyped. He's he's almost too hyped, and you can't like Patterson. Yeah. And you just, you just you just if you like that, you just. You're not consistent with the decision making, and the biggest thing for me with, with Pat is that the influence he has on the rest of the side. Now, when he first got into the side, all the lads, you could like every every one of the lads without uh, without exemption is uh, they 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 love him, mm. they absolutely love him. They want him, in, they want him in the team, they want to play for him, they want to defend the goal of him as well. It was like there was a great relationship we had with everybody, and. Um, but when he does get in the side, then because he's so calm, because his decisions are so good, you know, you, you, you compare it to Pickford there. Sometimes, like you said, like the other night, you know, he's making rash decisions still. Panda mm. doesn't really do that a lot, or not not very often. So what it does, it leads to consistency in front of him as well. Well, like if you notice when yeah. he saved the penalty, Bart and Ballard both straight over to him. But it, was, yeah. it wasn't even like... They were hyped, surprised. It was more like these came to like, yes, well, in lads, sort of like as if they were almost expecting them to save it. And it was like, it was, it, I just thought it was really good. It was like three sort of equals. It wasn't, they were like, well, in. And he was like, you know, you could just tell the relationship between the three of them is really, and obviously they're the two set the house in front of them. So having the relationship's important. And um, I thought it was good the way that they were straight over, but it wasn't like they were surprised. It was more like, oh, you've done what and, I thought you were going to do there. Okay. And of course, of course, all those relationships are sort of strengthened by the results and playing well like they are now. Yeah. But just the, the way the dressing room is, anybody coming in that dressing room, it's so easy for them to, to sort of integrate into it just because they are just a great bunch of lads. And you, listen, you don't always get that at clubs, especially if you've yeah. got players coming in who are perhaps taking sort of the position of prominent players in the in the dressing room. There can be friction there. Well, there won't be any... We've had issues with that a lot, haven't we, in Sunderland in the past? So... <laughs> Mm. Yeah, there has been. You, you still see it a little bit, sort of, when I first went back in. But it's it, what you've got now. Like I said, it's just a, a great bunch of lads in the dressing room, and it, and it helps people when they're coming in. But the two centre halves. I mean, you mentioned them, Jim uh, Ballard and uh, Bart. It's just Ballard is just a colossus. Like he's if he's here for you know any longer than a couple of seasons, and we've done. It's mad. He's another. It's mad how young he is. I, I can't believe he's. You know, he, what is he? 21, 22? 22, he, I think. He he plays like you know a season, like a, a very good season pro at this level, and mm. he's clearly good at on a trajectory where he's going to be playing the Premier League one way or another soon, isn't he? There's no, Hopefully there's no next way. Season with us. Yeah, well, exactly. But there's no, there's no way he's, um, a, you know, 
even close to being championship level player. He's just so good. And him and Bart's relationship, it's like they're both massive. They're both really good in the air, but Ballard's got a bit more of the, you know, the ball, ball the feet. Bart is sort of like slightly, he's obviously the leader of the team. I just think the relationship works and it's one of them partnerships you just don't want to break up. No, it's great. Right. And then on the you know, the, the interchangeable almost at left back circuit at least here. And then uh I nearly said Denver Hume. <laughs> Trey <laughs> Hume. Um he's been again, like, what a he gets everywhere. He, he sometimes he's playing number ten. He's on the wing. He's on the left wing. He just he loves pops it up as here, well. there, and everywhere. And he's just like he just never loses a tackle. Like the amount of times on even just on Tuesday where there was you know he he will take the ball. He, he takes the ball. It, you know the slide tackles. He's just fantastic. I don't know. Again, I don't know how he's got so good at them, but he just seems to always win the ball. Like it, we, we, he seems just like he times them perfectly. I just think he's brilliant. No, he's been great. He has. He's been really great. Well, they were all great on on Tuesday. Um, any more thoughts on it, Richard, before we go to the break? No, no, not right. at all. It's um, just we're moving in. We're moving in in the right direction. I said on I said on uh, Twitter the other day that it's just really refreshing going into games, not having that, oh, Christ, we need to win or we, we need not to lose this. Um, you know, after four years of, of, of chasing our tails in, in 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 League One, um, never really having a commanding lead, or never really kind of having everything, you know, at our disposal. It's it's just great that we're in we're in this division now. We're kind of holding our own. We've surprised a few people, and you know what what will be will be by the end of the season. So it's just it's just enjoyable, isn't it? Do, do you know Do you know what is great watching the team? We constantly like some three at least three years ago, four years ago. And you look at the side, how sort of one pace and one dimensional mm. it was. Mm. Just watching the side now with loads of pace, loads of flair, really dynamic young players. It's it's just brilliant to watch, isn't it? Yeah. It's class. It's yeah. so good. It's so exciting. It's like refreshing, really. I mean, we're well, there's what, six, 15, 16 games left. We're well in with a shout of, of getting a playoff place. And I think I, I did not expect this. And I think even the most, even you, Jim. I think, yeah, I think no. even you at the start I, of the season I, didn't, didn't. I put his eighth. I put his eighth. I think, and that you know, <laughs> I thought that that was that was at the time quite a um, well. It was the most. It was the highest up there any of us had said. But I kind of wish I'd gone a bit bolder now. But yeah, well, I, did, I didn't see this coming. Hopefully, like, you'll be the closest. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's just the way that we adapt. Like David said before, it's like we, we we sort of. It's not that we don't look at the opposition but it almost doesn't matter to us who we're playing mm. when we're on when we're on it we're on it and it's like we can we, the, the interchange of, of play going forward is 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 is, is going to well we even scored two against Burnley didn't we you know at the yeah, end of the day. I mean, yeah and obviously we lost it but and we, we back then we weren't as, as tight knit you know, as, you know as good as we are now so I the rest of the season for me I can only see it it going well so I agree yeah. no I agree well um, we'll look ahead. We'll take a quick break, actually, and then um, we'll look ahead and hopefully it continues to go well as uh, we look at the Bristol City game on Saturday. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say preview show. Uh, so I'm going to face Bristol City on Saturday afternoon. Uh, that was our... Bristol City was the first away game of the season back in probably late July or early August. Um, they're not, they don't, well, I think they're about 15th or something. So this is another game where we're looking to make it three wins in a row. Um, everyone pretty confident? Jim, need I ask? Yeah, I am. I mean, they are, their, their form's picked up in the last few weeks, um, notwithstanding the draw at home to Wigan the other night. But I think, I think they have, they went through a very, Bad patch, I think maybe a month or so ago. Um, they have picked up. They've they're, they're one of those teams that are a bit weird. Like, I mean, I feel like I don't want to be too confident because obviously they chased the championship. They've got if you look at their squad, they've got a lot of players who played a lot of games at this level. But mm. at the same time, I also can't see past the fact that like we're just really good. So I'm not not confident, but I think I think it'll be a test because Nigel Pearson's obviously a good manager. As well, I keep forgetting he's their manager. He's, he's a bit weird. Uh, but he's good. He's he's got a very sort of I find him a very unsettling personality. <laughs> yeah, like you know, he's into he speaks. Yeah, I would. I really wouldn't want to spend any any really length of time with Nigel Pearson in any capacity. I no, feel like he'd scare me. I keep forgetting he's there because um, he didn't have the best start there, did he? Um, and I think there was, I think he nearly they nearly binned him when he not long after he arrived. But we obviously beat them three two, um, but it was a different. Well, it was a different way of play. It was a different manager. Uh, we had two strikers on the pitch, which we, we certainly won't have on Saturday. Uh, the house on Saturday. Days, probably yeah. more than one strike. Well, it's obviously the unnecessary days. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. In terms of team selection, it, David, it doesn't, as we said, it doesn't seem to matter at the minute two players. No, it doesn't. Uh, <clears throat> Listen to Tony earlier on, like saying that, um, you know, he's looking at a couple of. Uh, a couple of changes, but you're getting that point in the season now that one because of the the amount of games that's that the players have played, especially in the last few weeks. You know, you're going to have to sort of take people out and give them a little rest, like he, like he's done with Mishu. With but also, you you get into a time when you want that consistency. So once mm-hmm. once this little bout of games where they're very close together, once you get over them, then you start looking at more consistency and start just putting out maybe what you think is the strongest. The, the strongest uh, eleven every week, and without thinking too much. But um, I think Saturday's game, it, 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 they should have beat Wigan the other night. Right, I watched, watched a little bit, but they, they really should have beat them. They gave away a sloppy goal and they hit the hit the bar on the post a, a couple of times, and they, they looked the better side. But they, I think they, what they've done is they've just made themselves harder to beat over the last nine or ten games, and. They've probably, probably got an even record over home, maybe slightly a slightly worse record away, but 
it's definitely now you've got this part of the season when you you're always saying, oh well, we think we should go into this game looking to, to win it. You have to at this stage of the season. Yeah. You have to, you, you, if you look, if you look sort of like three points down to tenth, where West Brom are, you know, think that's how quickly things can change over the course of uh, one or two games. So you have to go in and, and and have that winning mentality and think you're going to win. It feels like this one a game where obviously an early goal helps in every game, but I think an early goal against a team like this, the longer this game goes on, it might be become they're a better side than Reading, I've no doubt. But do you know what the difference is? I think now is I think in the past going into this period of games or going towards in the season being in this position would be a lot of apprehension and a lot mm. of uh, and which can translate on the pitch. I think it's just so much positivity around yeah. the club at the minute in the stands where you're just going into the games with with, with pure backing and, and and that's all everyone's thinking. That's all the fans about thinking about and then that translates the onto the pitch as well. And I think that's that's the one thing that's. Uh, the team's got for them, going for them at the moment because I know people have talked about the the lack of expectation this year has helped them. It's not just that; it's just been the opposite. It's yeah. everyone's just been so positive as well. And yeah, and of course, it, the results and the performances sort of go hand in hand with the positivity around the club. But I think that's um, yeah. Over over the next sort of what was it fifteen games to the end of the season? Is it? We've got yes, 15. ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that can only help, and it's. Yeah, that lack of apprehension is it's just not there. It's not. It's. It, it, I mean, the whole. The, everyone's behind the team. Everybody is collectively behind the team. There's not as much as everyone was last year. There was games where, at this point last season, you know, you you were going into the games against like Shrewsbury at home, and was it uh, the one that we relied on? It ended up being frustrated so many times, and Broadhead popped up with a couple of last minute winners, and it was more. It was just relief rather than like. Because we were just ch- desperately trying to get into the playoffs at this point last season, and yeah, it was it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the turnaround's remarkable, and the change in like the change in going to the match is 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 like it's it's unrecognisable on, on the pitch from from what it was. You can you can say there's something building, but you can also kind of from the outside perception as well. Like for four years in League One, we were expected to win every mm-hmm. game, and it was a story if we didn't. I would always get even if we were like sublime and 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 turning on the on the style, it'd still be well. It's Cheltenham, yeah. Well, know, exactly. it's, that was always yeah. it, wasn't it? It's like even exactly. it was like, well, we had to win. So but now, you now never really celebrated. Now, after, with with probably a little bit of thanks to the, the FA Cup run as well, um, especially the 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 Fulham game being televised, there's there's a bit of of kind of people are starting to prick their ears up and notice, um. That that there's there is, there is something building, you know. There's is, is a young side full of industry, full of talent, and full of potential, um, and most of those players are ours as well. It's it's, it's yeah. just it's nice. <laughs> it's nice to see. Maybe um maybe that the outcome of the Fulham game wasn't a bad one. Gave a, you know played quite well. Gave a good good account of ourselves. And it means we yeah. with it being a midweek game, the next round, you know, a lot of the players do need a bit of a a rest and. Maybe that wasn't the the worst thing that happened. Just mentioned in the FA Cup, as much as as nice as it would have been to play Leeds. No, I, I agree. I agree. I think because it would have we'd have had to play it, you know, our, as as we should, you know, play our first our first eleven strongest team. However you want to say, and and, and at the stage of the season, it, it a tough game like that is in one hand good because obviously it's always good to play a team in the league above Leeds, arguably beatable, possibly yeah, certainly would be would be close. But anyone gets injured in that game, in hindsight, you're like. 
I really wish we'd not have to, <laughs> to play them in that game type of thing. So it's 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 kind of like the double edged sword. But I think I think um, the the full performances gave gave me enough of the Premier League sort of comparison. <laughs> That's it now. To, well, for, for now, yeah, is in like you know we could have played Leeds, but Fulham are probably a bit better than Leeds, but yeah. it would have been really hard. It's not like we've got money. If you got like Man United or you know Liverpool or somebody, it would be a different, total different kettle of fish. But I feel like the Fulham and Leeds were quite similar opposition to have in terms of how good they are and, and what we could expect from it. So I think avoiding extra games. Is I think we all better. took plenty from it as well, like that experience exactly. and playing against a good side and. You know, he, he could have nicked it on a different day, but it wasn't I think today. One, I think I think one thing that's helped the, the, the team as well is the probably the, the the team that's benefited the most from from the winter break as well. Well, the World Cup was on mm. simply because the, it was like literally like I think it was a three week break the lads had from the final to to turn them back again for training. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it, out of all the teams, the championship we needed that really. Yeah, probably probably we were the ones who needed the, the little little break in between. No, definitely, definitely. Um, in terms of the team, uh, Mowbray's hinted he's going to make a couple of changes. Do you think Diallo comes back in? I think I, so. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine he'll start. Yeah. Um, in Does place, he come back in for probably Bar. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and I don't. I meet you. You'd imagine we'll be back in the squad. Um, whether he comes back in the middle, I think he'll start. I think he'll start Dan Neil. Um, I think they'll play, yeah. Yeah. I think it might be Neil and 09 starting. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, because 09 was pretty good, I thought, overall on Monday. Yeah, Tuesday, it was. Sorry. So, as much as Mishu's not done anything wrong, at the same time, he's, I, I feel like playing him every game, 90 minutes, he's not still not there yet, type of thing. So, whereas Neil, I feel like he's further off. So, I'd play Neil ahead of Mishu if it's a choice between them. I don't. Think he'll drop 09 based on 09 to senior player. I wouldn't drop 09. He did, well on Tuesday, so. he did well for the penalty. He kind of yeah. wasted a, quite a lot of time, delayed it a bit. Uh, he scored as well, actually. He, he did score. Oh, yeah, I mean, he I did. It wasn't a goal to write a whole of He was in the right position at the right time. And yeah, he did. Generally, I think we just need we need senior senior pros on the pitch as much as we can, don't we? So. I think so, yeah, definitely. I think. Do you think, um, I, 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 might, I think I'd bring Sirkin in. As good as Elise has been, I'd bring Sirkin in. I think. Yeah, yeah. Cause I feel like Clark plays a lot better when Sirkin when, when when he's with Sirkin versus when he's with Elise. Purely because Sirkin, not that Elise is anything wrong, but I feel like Sirkin's more traditional left back and he provides more support for Clark. It was noticeable. Yeah. Like, I know obviously it's game state because we we scored. Sirkin Sirkin um, came on. We almost immediately scored. QPR kind of threw the towel in and then Sirkin, you know, Clark obviously got another one afterwards. But I feel like in general, Sirkin and Clark have quite a good relationship. So I feel like that 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 would make sense, especially in the home game. Maybe Elise back in for Rotherham away next week is different type of challenge, but at home I'll probably say. These are all nice problems to have, wondering who to play rather than, oh God, we've got to play him at left back because we haven't got anyone to play or he's got to play centre half. Like Yeah. It's 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 refreshing change, even though you know we're concerned. With, I think actually we have not mentioned it, but Gellhart I thought did quite well on Tuesday. Um, he he struggled a bit in the first two games he had, none more so than Wigan, where uh, sorry Reading, which where they just nullified the whole game and he had no chance. But he did well on Tuesday. He got through early doors. 
and then hit the bar in the second half. So I, I just wish he'd hit that shot with his right foot rather than his left. But in the first half, if yeah, he was right. He would have, he would have, would have been a better angle for him. I think, and the the one way he hit the bar. I mean, realistically, he's hit it and he's he's hit it well. It's just I, I would say it's more unlucky that it's hit the bar. Could have easily gone in. Yeah, it wasn't lucky. Wasn't a dissimilar trajectory to Clark's shot that went in for the third goal in terms of like it was kind of arcing up, wasn't it, from the foot? So he he's he also seems he's tidy on the ball. He's he's not the physical presence that we had from Sims or Stewart, but he's. He does offer. He, he kind of links up nicely with Robert. The more Spiello. you watch him, though, he's quite Mark. strong. Like he's quite. Yeah, he always, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like, he's also a willing, like he's willing to to run at players as well. You know what you know what I mean? He's, yeah. like, he's quite quite happy to take. You know, he might not be the biggest, but like you say, he's strong. He's he backs himself, doesn't he, to beat to beat a player, and he backs himself to to get on the ball and do something. And I think that if he keeps doing that, it, you know, he, he'll score sooner rather than later. I would imagine he's clearly got a bit of talent. Well, I think. I mean, a front four of him, Roberts, Diallo, and uh, a Clark. Yeah. Should you you bat them against any anyone in the division? You watch Middlesbrough played Sheffield United on last night. It took them apart in the second half, um, and we beat them. So well, exactly, exactly. And it doesn't. I know that. I know that all the story from that game is the ten men. We were better before we had the they had the man sent off. We were. Yeah, we, we could better have been three 0 up in the first half. Easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all all very encouraging. Uh, Richard, did anyone ask us any questions? Yeah, but it's um, uh, nothing, not a great one. Uh, Gary, Gary Jerry has asked about fifteen questions. Oh. Um, so, shall I pick? Shall I just pick one Gary Jerry question? Pick one. Um, what's the greatest football documentary? Oh, um, I don't know. I do like the Neil Warnock one when he's he's at Sheffield United and he makes hundred percent. Because yeah. he, he got the quotes from that, like um, you got to, you got to, you got to enjoy it, but be disciplined. You've got the that for Muscat. You've got the way when he tells Danny Cadamato he's making him feel sick, so he makes him go <laughs> sit in the bathroom because he's like, go, just go and sit in there, son. You're making me feel sick. And then there's the what is it? Is it Rob Coslook? I think where he's like, um, or you got to be you got to be a good player to wear them boots, and he goes, so I take them off then, boss. It's just little quotes like that. I just absolutely love it. <laughs> Have you not seen the one with Ron Atkinson, big Ron football manager, when he goes into Peterborough? Oh yeah. no, um, yeah, I feel like I've seen. Have a look at that one on, on yeah. YouTube. See, when I was over in Sweden, it's like called Brian Wakeford, who's he's from Middlesbrough. He was coaching with them um, with uh, Graham Potter over there. So like. And we, we, we end up sort of living together. So, like, we, we'd be working till about six, seven, go home, we'd stick a game on, either like opposition that we're watching or uh, or just a game that was on the on the TV. And then once that was finished, we'd get our dinner and we'd just stick one of them on. <laughs> either that or Neil Warnock. I'm going to take that out. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give that out. It was on like an ITV channel, wasn't it? Or like... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's, they're all on YouTube. Have a look at them. Oh. But uh, the answer is definitely not uh, Sunderland to Light Eye. So <laughs> a lot of people would say that, though, wouldn't they? There no. was, yeah. So, so fans you could also it, argue that, like you know, that you know, Danny Dyer's hardest, <laughs> hardest firms, the football factories, the real football there. factories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the European one where he goes to like Belgrade and he and the, the well, yeah. presumably, I think it's the Red Star they're taking to like, oh. the firm. And he's like just sat on the table with like a handgun <laughs> and, like, on the table, and like guy's like visibly cacking himself the entire well, time. It's just, 
if anyone wants to go and listen to uh, reviews of Danny Dyer's Real Football Factories, head back to the Wise Men Say Pandemic podcast, which are all available on Spotify and your preferred streaming platforms. Absolutely. Was there any more questions, Richard? I hadn't, I hadn't said my favourite documentary. All oh, right, I thought you just agreed with... No, no, I, I, I agree that they're all worthy, but um, Next Goal Wins is probably my favourite um, about American Samoa as they try to qualify for the World yes. Cup. It's it's been made into a feature film. It's been made into like a, a, a dramat. It's been dramatized for a film coming out. I think this year. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. I've, I think I've, read, I've read a book that references them. I think is it, was it for the 2014 World Cup when yeah. when they when they had the, that German was it German or Dutch guy managed them? I can't remember. It's a Dutch Dutch born. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's American, but he's 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 from from Holland. Um, it's after the beat after the lost uh, after the beat after the lost thirty one nil to Australia. Oh yeah. The, uh, the documentary crew come on board. It's really good. <laughs> oh, well, don't spoil the end, and I'm excited to see if they qualify for the World Cup. Um... <laughs> Was there so, any more? No more questions. No, no, no more, more questions. No more. Uh, well, my only question is, uh, what's the score going to be? I want a prediction from everyone. Uh, Richard? Uh, I think it's going to be 3-1 to Sunderland. To Sunderland. Uh, David? I'll go for 2 0 for the clean sheet for Patwell. You got the last one you predicted, you got spot on, I think. It was before the Stoke game. Um, 1 0. You even got the goal score right because we've got a uh, little league table, which I'm firmly bottom of. Uh, Jim? Uh, I'm not I'm not just saying this, but I did also think it's 2 0 as well. So I'm going to I'm gonna hope that David and his excellent prediction from last time will mean that <laughs> I will also win this prediction. I'll go. We've got a full house of wins. I think we'll win. Uh, I think we'll win 3 0 again. Um, so a house of positivity, we can be accused of no negativity this evening. Um, thanks very much for joining us, David. Much appreciated. To you, gents. And cheers to Richard, who's usually driving at this point. And uh, oh, feels feels weird, like having full control wait, of my wait, wait, waving his arms about. Yeah, yeah <laughs> to be fair, he does do that while he's driving yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, did that did that with my daughter in the car yesterday, just uh, just for a laugh, and I was going round round about. Didn't end well. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Um, I'll be oh, back before before we go, oh, Matt. What are you tra- um, oh yeah, you tickets, oh, I'm tickets good at this, aren't I? Are on sale for 1973: A Journey to Glory, which is um, what's that, mate? It's uh, our nostalgic look back at the 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 50th anniversary of our uh, FA Cup victory over Leeds United. Um, so we've got Vic Hallam, who who famously played in that that team on the day. Well, I hope he did anyway. Maybe. Useless. <laughs> yeah. useless if he doesn't. So, yeah, get there. I didn't. Oh, I never, so. never, never, never played in that one. Like, <laughs> um, we'd set the Customs House in South Shield, so it's like a theatre debut for us as, as as a podcast. Looking forward to. Um, so tickets are on sale now. Uh, they're available from the Customs House website because the Customs House are bigger boys and they can handle tickets. tickets yeah, they can sell actual tickets. They can sell actual tickets. Really weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to plug yeah. anything else? It's not, not just newsletters. It's not just Gareth with a clipboard at the door. Now we've got actual people doing <laughs> yeah. this. So well, that's good. Yeah. And oh yeah, the um the the twist newsletter will be out on Friday with all the usual gubbins attached to it. It won't be because it's been quietly binned. Um, we'll be back is. on Saturday. It's very publicly thriving. Are you joining me in the pub on Saturday? 
for no, a reaction. Now, if you keep slugging off my newsletter. I will do it myself. Uh, I'll be back on my own on Saturday <laughs> after the match for the reaction pod. Um, and then the lads will be back next Monday, I presume, uh, to look ahead to Rotherham. Thanks again, David, and uh, cheers, and thanks for listening. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.